The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me, not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. So here is the trouble with John chapter 6. All of a sudden we discover that following Jesus Christ is not going to be as easy as we thought. Early on, everybody loved Jesus. He seemed like an obvious choice for Messiah. He was a working-class rabbi who used a simple combination of miracles and good teaching in a way that seemed like an answer to prayer. And that is the kind of rabbi that we would like, too. In a postmodern world, where our attention span is measured not in days or hours, but in seconds. We like short, simple, straight answers, the kind that come from a tweet or an Insta or perhaps a video feed. But suddenly today in John chapter 6, things are not that simple anymore. Jesus started by feeding the 5,000 and walking on water. Two short, simple, straight, messianic miracles. But today, when the crowd chases him down and asks for more, Jesus suddenly gets mysterious. Listen to him. I am the bread of life. I drop down from heaven. I am giving my flesh for the life of the world. If you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will live forever. 
If you don't, you will die forever. When you eat and when you drink my flesh and my blood, I live inside you and you all live inside me. And suddenly it is very clear that Jesus sees things and knows things and brings things and gives things and is things that are completely outside our experience. Heavenly things that are divine and mysterious and wonderful and rich and robust. And that is fantastic. But it is not as easy as we thought. Actually, we shouldn't be surprised. In John chapter 3, we thought we knew what wind meant until we bumped into Nicodemus and Jesus gave the wind a heavenly spin with all sorts of talk about the Holy Spirit and water and being born again. Then in John chapter 4, we thought we knew what water meant until we met the woman at the well. Jesus says, give me a drink. The woman says, you've got no bucket. Jesus says, I don't need a bucket because I'm water. And if you have one sip of me, living water, you'll never be thirsty again. Drink me in, says Jesus. Drink me in and you will live forever. And now this morning in John chapter 6, we thought we knew what bread meant, but suddenly we are not so sure. There is nothing wrong with simple miracles and simple teaching. They are great, and Jesus used them all the time. He especially used them when he was meeting somebody for the first time. But as Jesus began to teach us last week, we've also got to see beyond appearances. We've got to see beyond the signs. We've got to see beyond the miracles, beyond the wind and the water and the bread and the wine to that which matters most. That God himself is in the flesh and in the blood of Jesus the Christ that God is there in flesh for us and for our forgiveness, that God puts himself on the cross and in the font and in just a moment on the altar. And he does all of this for the life of the world. To touch Jesus is to live. For many of you, it's been a tough week. The world here is filled with trouble and with pain. And if we went around the room right now, each one of you could tell a heart-rending story about how difficult this world has been for you and how this world all by itself offers no way out. The good news is that Jesus is the way out. 
Jesus drops down from heaven to take you back to heaven to bring all God's children home again. So living wind and living water and living bread from heaven, all of these are a prompt. They are a lure. They're meant to entice you. They're meant to pull you close and touch you and bless you. These things are gifts that are meant to save you, to hold you close, to heal you, to forgive your sins right now, and then to teach you something new, something for tomorrow and for the day after tomorrow, to build all of you up into this wonderful, beautiful, merciful place called the church, to make you part of this community, the body of Christ, to make you kind and generous in the image of Jesus himself, and to get the work done in this world that saves it. And then someday when you're finished, to be carried back home to Eden to live forever. It's not as easy as we thought it would be because our damage is so deep and the distance is so far and the world is so blasted evil. But in Christ, or as Jesus himself says, inside the flesh and blood of Christ, we find our way home again. It is not easy, but it is divine. And it all rests on this, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus never leaves you, and that Jesus will never hurt you. And because of who Jesus is, living wind and living water and living bread from heaven, you are never alone. It's actually quite the opposite. Jesus is here this morning not just to save you, not just to save you, but to stick with you, to teach you and to bless you and to change you and to live inside you and to use you well and to let you see beyond the simple, beyond the surface, beyond appearances and beyond signs and then to use you as he gathers up his children to bring them back to him. We say now what they would say in the early church at the vigil of Easter. Come now to things that you can barely understand, things mysterious and divine, holy things that at the ring of a bell and the smell of incense have dropped down from heaven to save you, to touch you and to strengthen you, to enlighten you and to make you one, to live in you and to energize you, and to send you out to do some good in a very, very rough world. Bread and body, wine and blood, life and death, eating and drinking, abiding gift, Christ himself in the flesh for you. Follow me, says he. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.